Welcome to the Food and Feelings What's Eating You podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Scott, founder of Tracy's Gourmet Specialty Foods Company and the loser of 115 pounds. I created this podcast after years of being asked how I lost the weight and what caused me to weigh over 250 pounds. This podcast will uproot the truth about how food and emotions are connected, how food and weight impacts our sense of well-being and identity, and how we use food during life changes and its impact on our thoughts and behaviors. My goal is to share and serve and support you as we change our relationships with food and discuss alternatives to addressing our emotions in a non-food way. I've been doing a little bit of a countdown, and that countdown is how many days I've been in quarantine. I don't know about your state, but here in North Carolina, we have been on a stay-at-home order uh, under our governor for the past seven weeks. I'm pretty sure this is week seven. Like so many people, I started to lose track of days uh, about three weeks ago. So I'm constantly checking my cell phone and looking at my Fitbit to make sure I know what date and time it is. And if I'm not mistaken, this is actually week seven, uh, maybe week six, but again, I'm losing track of time. Uh, what I decided to do during the season was to talk to some people who I know who are experts in the health and wellness field. And these are people who I've known for several years, and they really know what they're talking about. In doing so, I was able to reach out to a few people who then connected me with some of their colleagues. And so today, I actually have the blessed, blessed, blessed opportunity to speak with someone, to speak with Ms. Jen Birchfield. Jen is a certified health coach with 20 years of experience in the wellness industry. She specializes in behavior modification through the use of positive psychology, behavior science, and a habit change. She is passionate about helping her clients pursue health in all arenas, including personal health, family and relationship health, and organizational health in the workplace. Jen believes that individuals who are functioning in their highest level can contribute at their highest capacity. Jen owns Pure Life Massage and Ayurveda and uses her experience as a massage therapist, certified yoga instructor, college faculty, and business owner to create integrative and dynamic programs that serve those seeking vibrant health. One thing about Jen that I actually just had the opportunity to learn is that she knows how to slow you down. Um, My life has been so packed My schedule has been so packed since this quarantine because as an entrepreneur, it's really hard to sit still. I think those of you who are entrepreneurs know what I'm talking about, and we're very task-driven. We're type A people. We're we're go-getters. We're drivers, and that's a wonderful characteristic to have. I mean, it's a key characteristic to have as an entrepreneur, but knowing when to stop and knowing when to slow down is is a struggle for me, and so Jen so kindly explain to me why I need to do that. So even before we get into the questions, I'm just going to have to ask Jen to share with you all what she shared with me to get me to slow down because I almost missed our interview. So Jen, welcome and thank you so much for your time. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I am well. Trying not to be busy. (laughs) Yes, trying to slow down. Yeah, we were just talking about that. So, um, Yeah, what we were talking about was uh, looking at busyness and and drive through the lens of Ayurveda. Um, And I'll just say first that Ayurveda is the Eastern Indian way of viewing 
the world, it means um, it means life science or life knowledge or wisdom. So um, in Ayurveda, we're looking at your body-mind constitution and the elements that are in the world around us, and we're looking at how we can bring you best into balance. And you were sharing with me that you've been feeling a little out of balance, right? Like a, a little a little pushed, a little coming close to getting burnt out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think because I'm so excited about this time, you know, it is so rare for any entrepreneur to have this kind of time. And on one mm-hmm. hand, yes, it's definitely stopped the production of our products. So in some ways, it set me back, but in other ways, it has given me time to do so many things I didn't have. So, yes, you are right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what, it, what we were talking about before is that in Ayurveda, that type of constitution or that way of approaching things is called pitta. And pitta is a combination of the elements of fire and water. So I know this all sounds a little foreign, but to put it really simply, most of us who are type A, most of us who are drawn to being entrepreneurs or who are drawn to careers where we are really producing a lot and really um, moving forward all the time, most of us have that type A personality or a lot of fire, a lot of pitta. And we tend to become really addicted to the do, 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 and the go, go, go. And in doing so, we often miss the subtle signs of uh, our body telling us to slow down or to stop altogether. And that's what gives rise to unwellness, to disease, um, or to imbalances that create disease. Now, when you talk about disease, are you talking about like chronic diseases like high blood pressure, asthma? Are you talking about things more on the extreme of cancers, just to understand that? Right, all of the above. So, you know, we we think about, I'm sure a lot of the listeners have seen this before, disease as dis-ease, you know, just breaking down the word into, into its two parts. And the Ayurvedic lens for looking at disease is that all diseases start as just a really small imbalance or a disruption to your balance. So we were, you know, just talking about pitta, which is fire and water, Well, if we're really addicted to the fire side of things, then we're pushing, we're going, we're doing, and we've forgotten about the water, the flow state. So being in a state where we're willing to, you know, be taken by the current in the direction that we may go, where we're using all that drive to also allow, right, rather than force to allow ourselves to evolve or the next phase of our career to evolve. Um, and, and even now in this time of being at home, maybe to just evolve into someone that's willing to stop and smell the roses, <laughs> to be present with our family yeah. or to be more present with our self-care. Um, and when we don't, when we, when we stay in the force or we stay in – There there are other elements as well out there. So if we were more into the air element and just very feeling very flighty and ungrounded, which I've I've heard a lot of people are feeling that way, maybe more anxiety, 
Um, yeah, you know, I, any, can, I can see that. Yeah, flighty yeah. and unbalanced. I have felt yeah. that, and I think that's what's been driving me to just, I hate to use this word, but I think have control. Because I don't yeah. like feeling flighty and unbalanced. I, I Oh, my goodness, that is... <laughs> right. Well, and that is even, that's an imbalance, right? So it can lead to disease. So if we allow those forces to continue without... Um, making subtle, small shifts in the way that we are responding. I, I like to say responsibility is your ability to respond, right? So if, if we are uh, able to respond to the various stimuli that are coming at us, and right now that's a lot, even though we're at home, yeah. you know, we're using screens, we have um, a lot of us, are working entirely on Zoom. So now we're not in as much face-to-face interaction, so it's not as authentic of connection, you know, and we're trying to balance or juggle all these different things. If you have kids at home, you're doing, you're doing homeschooling and you're, mm-hmm. you know, still trying to take care of your home and your business and, you know, all these different factors. So um, we, uh, you know, can respond to those stimulus in a way of taking each one mindfully by pausing, by taking breaths between each task, um, you know, but, but by slowing down to respond rather than reacting all the time. We turn down the knob on the adrenal response. We um, relax the nervous system, reduce the anxiety, and you know, we're able to move through these type of crises without creating disease. And so, you know, disease being anything from anxiety all the way to, to like you said, all the way to a cancer. And that in Ayurveda would be where we had ignored those first signs. We'd ignored the first signs of fatigue. We'd ignored our body telling us that that it had a little pain or digestive dysfunction, and we let it progress to where it became uh, autoimmune disease or worse. You know, you shared with me um, before this call uh, a phrase that I have yet to hear anyone say, and you said that, we have been given a global stop sign. Yeah, yeah. I think that, so, that right? is because, like, wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, um, well, you were so, so wise to point out that, you know, we are in a time where we're being allowed an opportunity. Yes. Pause. Yes, and I um. Yeah, I agree. It, I, I call this our um, season of sit down. Yeah, so season of sit down. I love that. It's a season of sit down. Yeah, yeah. sit down because I need to show you something. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely, and it is a season. Um, and when uh, the reason I was referring to it as a a global stop sign is because of those little stop signs that come up in our. Um, our immediate environment, which is like I just uh, made reference to, like when there's fatigue, when there's uh, joint pain, when there's digestive dysfunction, um, which doesn't have to be major. It can be small things like you're burping Mm -hmm. after meals instead of uh, really experiencing um, harmony in that microbiome. So 
um, there's so many ways that our body signals us to slow down, to have a stop sign, to pay attention to the early phases of imbalance. And I think that what we're experiencing now with the COVID pandemic is a global stop sign where it's like, whoa, the mm-hmm. whole world is a little imbalanced. We need to take yeah. this opportunity to slow down, to stop, to look at what um, we can do to immediately shift our own rhythms and our own care to have that ripple effect to then, you know, help the next person take care of themselves and the next person and the next person. And when you talk about, uh, you said something that made me think about the uh, waters in, I think it was Venice, Italy, uh, mm-hmm. as well as the uh, carbon emission uh, uh, tracking in California. And I saw this beautiful picture of California maybe two weeks ago where mm-hmm. the sky is so clear and so blue because everyone's at home and the yeah. carbon emission is so low. And you could actually see to the bottom of the canal in mm-hmm. Venice. And so, mm-hmm. and you could see fish. And I, I was thinking, wow, so you couldn't see that before? No, because no one was at home. It, it, so right, the pollution. It just connects yeah. to what you just said. You know, everything is clearing up because we've gotten this global sit-down. Yeah. I just yeah. love that phrase. I agree. I love that phrase. I, I do. I, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I talk about in the courses that I teach, so I have um, clients that will enroll both in um, my group courses and will work with me one-on-one. So in my courses, one of the things that I talk about is our connection economy, which is um, how our outer environment plays a role on us and how we play a role in affecting the outer environment. And what you're making reference to is absolutely that global connection economy. It's, you know, like, we have this opportunity to clean up Mother Earth and to allow mm-hmm. her That's to rejuvenate. Good. And we have this opportunity to clean up our inner landscape as well and allow all ourselves to rejuvenate. And, you know, I don't want to be so Pollyanna about it that people think it's not okay to be experiencing the anxiety the depression or, you know, the dysfunction that comes along from maybe some of the habits that we rely upon, you know, that we have used, maybe that our old self used uh, to get through stressful times. So, you know, I mean, people right now are struggling to keep their regular sleep cycles. They're struggling to um, maybe not drink or maybe not to overeat in response to the stress. And, and this goes back to that ability to respond, like, you know, taking a step back and being a observer of what's happening with you within your inner landscape and your outer landscape. What, you know, what are you doing inside of your environment um, that is either helping you to be well or that is disrupting your balance. And then how can you have compassion to her? You know, how can you have compassion to him uh, as yourself, you know, as you're observing yeah, that's yourself good. And, and your habits, you know, to allow yourself to be okay with the season of feeling 
downtrodden or feeling upset by what's happening. And also with the season of growth that this is presenting uh, and what may come of all of this, you know, what, what is the next thing that we can imagine or what is possible? You know, you touched on something when you said you didn't want to be Pollyanna about this and I think that's where I finally transitioned to. I probably got there maybe two weeks ago. I hope this is clear mm-hmm. in, in what, how I'm going to explain this. So just by nature, I'm an introvert. I am mm-hmm. very self-motivating. You know, I'm, I can, you know, pick myself up, but I love people. I love being around people. I'm very social. I'm a social butterfly. You know, all my friends and family know me, um, but I have my limit. <laughs> You know, yes. I, I, I have a limit to that. And that's just as an yes. introvert, you know, I get invited to parties and I always say, okay, well, you know, I'll be there for two hours because that's my max, honestly, on yes. being overly stimulated <laughs> in social settings. It's like, oh, two hours, I'm ready to go. But I realized after week four, no, after week three, I am starting to feel isolated. And this is starting to make me feel very, I hate to use this word, but scared. I'm not used to being alone this much. And I realize I don't really like this. But, I mean, although I'm on the phone every day, I'm doing all these Zoom calls for work, and, you know, the business webinars are about to just almost take me over, but I have to be on them. I realized I started to feel fear, anxiety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. After week three, I don't know what happened with week four, but I felt like everything I learned over nine years and losing all that weight just went out the window. <laughs> there were yeah. a few days where I had to literally go, what in the world? I had seen the inside of my refrigerator way too much. And I started yes. putting my running shoes <laughs> at the bottom. I started putting my running shoes on the floor in front of the refrigerator to remind myself, you realize you can't run if you put all that weight back, you know. So I started to, I felt like I started going backwards and I started losing control and it did get a little scary. And that was after week three. So I had to, you know, kind of accept, Tracy, you've got anxiety. You know, you're Mm -hmm. feeling fearful. You're fearing worry. And, you know, just as a person of faith, you know, I'm a believer, uh, you know, I believe in Christ. I started feeling like, okay, you're not good enough. You know, you're supposed to have faith Mm. and blah, blah, blah. You just started putting all this um, I guess, religious pressure on myself instead of accepting the fact that you're human. You have human feelings and emotions, and this is scary. You know, I'm from New York. I'm from Brooklyn originally, and so uh-huh. I still have some friends and, you know, I, all my family's out, but I still have, you know, some, some connections up there. And it, I'll be honest with you, I've had some nights where I was tearing up because I know those areas. And I know that confinement. Yeah. I, you know, I took the A train. That was the train I took, you know, Fulton Street, Crown Heights, all those areas. I know those areas well, and it's tight. You know, if you've never been to New York, if you've never lived there, you don't understand how compacted everything is. You can't go anywhere without brushing up against people. So, so many people are in pain, and that did start to worry me and concern me. But um, mm-hmm. I wanted to get to the questions that I have for you. And okay. I'm trying not to talk a lot because <laughs> everything you said has been so good. And so I'm trying to put myself on mute so I don't interrupt you because this has been really good. But I had a few questions I wanted to ask you. And the yeah. first one is, and I think you actually answered this already, which is what is Ayurvedic health? and or treatment, but I know that might not be the correct phrase, so can you correct me? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what is maybe an Ayurvedic approach to health? Uh, what are Ayurvedic treatments and, and what is Ayurveda? I think are, is definitely a great, um, is the correct way to phrase it. You know, we did talk about this a little bit. Ayurveda itself means life science. Ayu is life and Veda is science or wisdom. And so everything in Ayurveda is looking at how you can be in harmony with your environment, uh, nature being what is, you know, outside of you and nature being what's inside of you, using that interchangeably with environment. So, um, you know, where you can most be in harmony with your own nature so that you don't manifest disease. So everybody is different, right? And uh, what works, what is uh, good for one person, one person's body type or constitution, um, and we made reference to the, the pizza constitution, which is fire and water, but there's also uh, vata types and there's also kapha types. So some people are really airy and light and flowing, and those people might need, you know, certain things diet-wise uh, like, you know, more oils in their food and more cooked food. And that kapha type is more earthy and heavy and um, stable. So, you know, they might need more raw foods and, and more um, lighter foods and, you know, more vegetables and that sort of thing. So what's interesting about Ayurveda and its approach to health is that it very much takes into consideration your specific body type, both in your mind and your body, and balancing your body for its perfect health. And the premise is that everyone can be vibrantly healthy. And I think that's such an important factor of recognizing that, one, I am my own best physician. I can heal myself the best. Nobody knows me better than me. Um, and two, that it is my birthright to be vibrantly healthy. Disease is not uh, a necessary outcome. It is not the natural state. The natural state is vibrant health. So how can you alter That's your so habits good. and your behaviors? So yeah, true. I mean, it's, yeah. You know, and, and we forget, people forget to say, oh, my gosh, I have the capacity to be healthy. I'm already a whole healthy being, and I made you just said shift. you Go said ahead. something that really I'm so sorry I cut you off, but you just said something yeah. um, that kind of started me um, on this direction. So you know, I started the company because I wanted to lose all this weight, but you know, I just knew I had to do it for myself, and I had to you mm-hmm. sort of take authority, take control, and just do it for myself, and. I started to feel like that a few weeks ago where, okay, I'm waiting for a vaccine. I'm waiting for a vaccine. I'm, waiting. I'm sitting around waiting for a vaccine. And I got to the point where I am not sitting around waiting for a vaccine. I know there's some information out here that will help me, you know, boost immunity or just boost my, my level of joy or, or, or just boost me. I know there's something I can do right now. You know, I'm walking a mile every day. I'm not running yeah. as much because our run group can't get together and, I just happen to run more when I run with the group, so I'm doing more walking. But I said, what are the things I can do? And I think it goes back to that word control. What can I control? But, you, you know, I was not going to sit around and wait for a vaccine. And 
when I reached out to a few of the people I know who are in health and wellness, you know, I, it's funny, I have a lot of friends who are psychologists or, or, um, or psychotherapists, and they own their own practice. Mm-hmm. And I think God is funny and that he gave me all those people as really good friends. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to them, and that's how I ended up meeting other people like yourself who are experts in health and wellness, because I firmly believe in what you just said, which is we can take our control to really improve our health and really boost our wellness. We're not going to sit around and wait for a vaccine. I mean, I right. pray every day that it's coming. I pray for our scientists. I pray for our physicians, our healthcare workers. But I know that they're doing what they're skilled and trained to do, blessed to do, but what is it I can do? I can reach out to some people who know like yourself and some of the other people. So I so agree with you on that. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is, this I think goes to one of the questions that you had down about, um, you know, what we can do to specifically address um, yes. now. Yeah, definitely. Right? What, can, right. what can we do to address our health right now? And, you know, it's it's the little things. It's anything... It's the small habits. So, you know, like you were saying, you were going to the refrigerator too frequently, and so you triggered yourself to a new habit by putting your shoes in front of the fridge (laughs) to remind you, right? It was a really smart trigger, right? Because, like, right, okay, so in behavioral science, there are only five triggers, and and uh, you can, and when I say a trigger, what I mean is a habit or a behavior is triggered by one of these five things. And one of those triggers is emotion. And I think that's something that we're experiencing a lot of right now is that we're having emotional triggers to do a negative habit. And what you did was you put, uh, you know, another trigger is a place. So you go to the fridge, to, you know, to get food. So that's a place where that happens. <laughs> Um, and, you know, so you put something physical there to, you know, give yourself a little stop sign, a little pause button in front of the habit um, in a specific place so that you would know, like, this is what's actually important to me. This is the behavior that I want to cultivate versus relying on this old behavior. And it's normal to want food because we want to feel grounded, Right. That's what we're really after. So what is the reward that you want? Well, you want to feel grounded. You want to feel kind of heavy. You know, you want to feel settled rather than having anxiety. And we use food to, like, create this feeling, but that's just one of our bodies, if you will. Like, there's also so much going on in the mental body and the emotional body. And so, you know, to, to feel grounded what habit do you really want to cultivate? Well, like maybe a two-minute meditation, you know, just something really small and doable. So a two-minute meditation or going outside and putting your bare feet in the grass or taking, doing some breath work, you know, uh, all of those things may give you a much more sustained feeling of being grounded than the temporary uh, sensation, sensation or satisfaction that comes from the food. That is so, so good and so applicable to right now. I mean, it's very doable since so many of us are home or we're working from home, so I don't feel like we have those normal distractions 
that would keep us away from doing what you just said and, you know, even looking at how can we apply it now. Um, yeah. I had another question I really wanted to ask sure. you, and I promise this is the last question. What is the number one chronic issue people see you about regarding their health? I've had a really strong connection with people who have autoimmune disease. And one of the reasons that has been is that I also had an autoimmune disease years ago. My daughter is nine, um, but when I first had her, I was single. I was running my own business. Uh, I was supporting her on my own. And I developed Hashimoto's, postpartum Hashimoto's, which came out of really being that type A and pushing and pushing and driving and driving and doing and doing and not stopping, even though I was a yogi and I knew so much about, you know, I was already an Ayurvedic practitioner. I was a health coach. You know, I knew all these things, but I wasn't practicing Ayurveda. I wasn't doing what I needed to do to really um, be in a place of taking care of myself. And so I developed Hashimoto's after having a long time adrenal fatigue and that, you know, creates all those cortisol responses that, that make us more susceptible, you know, just being in that all the time fight or flight state that wears down your immune system and causes you to have an autoimmune disease. And so um, I was able over the course of several years to heal myself First, by changing my mindset mm -hmm. wow. and wow. deciding that I can be healthy. And second, by practicing Ayurveda. So I started to introduce the habits in my own life, and I really had to get deep into the behavioral science principles in order to make that practical and to make that happen. And then I started to use functional medicine and look at those pillars of health, uh, which Ayurveda definitely jives with. So digestive function, sleep, family, relationships. I, along the way, I, I had be, did get married and, you know, I had two other stepkids. So there were those, you know, those things to introduce right. to my world. And so A lot to balance. <laughs> yeah. Relationship health became really integral in that healing process as well. And so those things, and also time management so that I could respond better to the stressors. Um, and, you know, combined, all of those components led to my complete healing. So I no longer have Hashimoto's. I don't have to take any medications. I mm, subsequently wow. healed my digestion. Um, I, I'm working now on some hormone balance because that's the phase of life that I'm in with my age. But that's everything's awesome. very doable, right? So I think mm -hmm. that because of that, I tend to attract those people who also have diseases that are a result of being type A. And, um, and you know, we're able to see really amazing results um, just by shifting some of the habits and, and by starting to be more conscious of how we're working in the world. Well, Jen, I want to thank you so very much for your time. As I know you know, time is so precious. And, you know, you shared your time and you also shared your experience, your expertise, and some really good information with us. And it, it, it's a gift. And I just want to thank you so much for that. Where can people find you? How can they get in touch with you? What are your social media handles? I am on the web at Pure Life NC, so that's uh, Pure, P-U-R-E-L-I-F-E-N-C as in North Carolina, dot com. And you can sign on to my email distribution list there, and you can email me from there. 
Uh, I'm also on Facebook as Pure Life Massage and Ayurveda and Instagram as Ayurveda Gin. I have to tell you, when you said that you attract people who are type A, it made me think about our conversation that we had before the interview. Yeah. And you were spot on. I said, oh, I might need to schedule an appointment. <laughs> because I'd love to have you. I, I love that phrase, global stop sign. I am loving that phrase. You said this is our global stop sign, and it just fits everything you told us. So, again, thank you so much. Um, thank you. It's such a blessing so, so to be good. here. Yeah, especially with everything going on, to talk to people like you who you have alternatives. You know, we're not having to sit around and wait for a vaccine. Really, really appreciate mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you, too. Thank you so much for the work you're doing. Oh, no problem. 